What it do, all my crew? It's Alyssa, and I'm here to celebrate all of our dirt so that we can embrace our destiny. With a lifetime of filtering everything through religion, I'm here to share my confessions, talk about the dirt, and give you the tools that you need to move forward. So for the love of coffee, let's chat. This is your unfiltered podcast. I am so excited about this episode. I am truly honored that you took time today to listen to the sound of my voice, guys. I rolled up out of bed this morning, got my lavender chamomile tea with a little bit of organic honey, and you guys know, if you've been following me on social media, we've been doing morning tea chats, which have been really fun. I've been getting my homeschooling ready for the day getting my tea and we've just been chatting about life and some really cool conversation has came out of those moments. If you don't follow me on social media, check out the show notes. Definitely come be a part of those chats live. But today I woke up super excited to record this episode because it's something I'm personally, um, you know, growing in and am challenging myself with, and I think it's going to absolutely empower you today. Oh my goodness, it's going to be so good. So just stick around. If you enjoy what you hear, subscribe to this channel. Definitely be a part of what we're doing here. It's a safe place. You know, I'm all about celebrating the dirt in life, which is all of the things bad that can happen to you. (laughs) Because I truly believe that Destiny is written there. I mean, it's where we grow. You can't grow through just the good times. You grow in the bad times. And, you know, I'm the author of my book, Unfiltered, and I share with you what it looks like to grow through things like divorce and church hurt and depression and infertility and so much more. But since that book was published, COVID, relocation, and cancer became a part of my journey. So we definitely have a lot to talk about. (laughs) And that's what we're going to do today, just to kind of recap on what's been going on with me over the last week. Um, This week has been so full for the Holtz. And today's actually a very big day. I have several doctor's appointments. You know, I've been implementing a 4.30 wake-up call which is actually an hour earlier than my usual. And um, I've began working out every other day or when my body feels well enough to. And I've also began a new routine with my girls in homeschooling because we start extracurricular classes at a homeschool co-op next week. So we're kind of preparing for our new rhythm. And I am so excited about this new rhythm, friends. Oh my goodness, my girls are going to be starting violin and viola classes, and they're learning Spanish, and they're taking theater and choir, and not to mention a couple of extra things like sports and some fun learning. Um, But this mama is going to get one to two hours four times a week by herself. (laughs) You don't understand what that does for me. Um... When you're with your kids 24-7, it is such a blessing. It's what I chose to do because cancer stole so much time from us and we traveled. So we wanted our kids to travel with us doing ministry and not miss out on more of life together. But it is really nice to have some time to myself. I do want to say if you're interested in a homeschooling podcast, kind of where I just share some tips and tricks, message me 
You can find my stuff down below in the show notes because I've gotten so many messages this week alone of people asking homeschool questions. So if you're interested in an entire episode on that, I'm, I just might be open to that, but I am so ready to jump into the topic at hand. The title of this episode is called The Miracle Found in the Fire, and I don't know about you, but I'm ready for some light at the end of the tunnel. I'm ready for some happy days full of no struggles and lots of rewards. Like, wouldn't that be great if that's what life was about? Um, I don't know where you're at, but maybe you feel the same way. Um, Is it constant financial issues for you? Is it relationship fallouts? Is it the roller coaster of mental health or maybe the struggle with your physical well-being? Whatever it is, friend, I can relate to the pure exhaustion when it comes to fighting for your life. It is a full-time job, okay? It's a full-time job waking up every day and truly taking the time to set your intentions on what it is you're going to choose every single morning you wake up. And I like to really put that into perspective. You know, the word says in Deuteronomy 30, 19, that you can choose today life or death. You can choose today blessing or cursing. And I don't think that we really make that an intentional decision every day that we wake up. Today, I am choosing joy. I am choosing life. I am choosing blessing despite the junk that is going on. And, you know, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the miracle that's found right here in the fire. Whatever fire it is that you've been thrown into, willing or not willing, um, the place where you feel as though your life is burning up, so to speak. How is a miracle found in that place? It's a real thing. If you haven't been here in a place where you feel like things are just burning up, just give it some time because everyone is going to encounter this moment. (laughs) While they live on this planet, There is going to be opportunity for you to feel like your entire life is falling to pieces and burning up. And so I want to share with you a quote to kick the to kick this topic off. I'm a big words girl. I love poetry. I love books. I love writings. And um always like to find like cute little things (laughs) that just hit my heart. And this was it concerning this topic. It says this: if you want to shine like the sun. First, burn like the sun. (laughs) Did you hear that? If you want to shine like the sun, first, burn like the sun. Let's talk about this. Isn't it funny how everyone wants to shine, but no one wants to burn? I mean, let's really think about that. It's, it's, It's like in the church world, we like to say everyone wants to lead, but no one wants to serve. (laughs) Everyone wants fame, but nobody wants to work to get that. You want to shine, but you don't want to burn. It's kind of like comparison sometimes. You know, we look at what others have. We look at who they are. We look at how they live their life. And we find ourselves in a state of jealousy, in a state of longing or anger, really, at God or at life. Um, Because the question comes, how come they get to be where they are? but I'm over here struggling every step of the way. How come they get to have what they have, but I'm over here with barely anything? How come they get to live the way they live and I'm over here just 
trying to wake up in the morning. I'm just trying to open my eyes. I'm trying to find the will to even want to get up. I'm over here praying every night that God just takes me in my sleep, right? It just doesn't make sense. My mama used to put it like this. I'm sure your mama said the same thing. Don't judge a book by its cover. Have you heard that saying before? Um, I've kind of made up my own saying. (laughs) I like to put it this way. You didn't walk the miles they had to journey to get to where they are now. And if you had to, the shoes wouldn't fit you. In other words, many people, you know, they want to shine, but they aren't willing to burn. You want to know healing, but you don't want to go through sickness that was attached to somebody walking in healing. You want the freedom but you don't want to experience the addiction that that person that looks so free had to experience in order to get to where they are. You want to know the peace that that friend of yours has constantly, but you want to ignore the anxiety that you feel when that person actually worked through their anxiety. You want the joy and free spirit that that one person over there on Instagram looks like they're constantly walking in, but you don't want to have to filter through the depression and all of the stuff that they had to walk out on a daily basis to find the joy that they have right now. And in order to have one, you have to have and know the other. In order to know shining and walking in your purpose and being a light for people to see, an example for people to see, you have to know what it feels like to burn. Shining doesn't come without burning. Healing doesn't come without sickness. Freedom doesn't come without fear. Anxiety is attached to the joy that's coming. You know, peace doesn't come without the torment in the middle of the night. You don't know these things without knowing the other. And I think that we forget that. We forget in order to have that thing that we want, we have to be willing to visit the thing that we don't. Life is not fair, friend. (laughs) If you haven't figured that out already, it's an unfortunate thing. It's, It's not easy. It's work. It's a journey. It's a process. But God, he is faithful even when we don't see it. And I can share with you the many ways that I've been in the fire of life um, through divorce after 10 years of marriage, through depression and loneliness, despite full-time ministry, through infertility after marrying the man of my dreams and wanting to give him a child that is biologically his, um, through my most recent, which is cancer, Despite the fact that it was the best season of my life that I have had in my adult living, I still got diagnosed with a disease. And, you know, I had to ask myself these questions because everyone asks themselves these questions when things like this happens. Why does this have to happen to me? Why am I the one that has to go through this? Why am I the one that has to filter through this? Why do bad things happen to good people? Um... It's hard to understand, but I know that God uses the fire to allow you to shine in ways that let others see who he is and shining in the midst of a very dark world does not come without burning at one point in your life. (laughs) Joy that 
you walk in every day does not come without hitting rock bottom at one point in your life. Healing does not come without feeling completely broke at one point of your life. It coincides, it goes hand in hand, and it's something that we want to ignore, and it's something that we don't want to address, but friend, life doesn't work like that. You don't just get all of the things without going through a process, right? So God uses fire to allow you to shine. And there's a story that I used to tell back in my youth pastoring days. (laughs) Um, I used to tell the teens the story. I've even preached on it with adults, but I think it's something we need to remind ourselves of. You know, I'm not a silversmith, but... I did some research on how a silversmith gets the silver ready, you know, for selling and for even creating swords and weapons and and different things like that. And what what he does is he heats that silver over a flame, over fire. He heats it up, pulls it out of the fire and wipes the impurities off of it because all of the impurities will rise to the top of that silver. And he has to clean the impurities off. And then it's not over with. He has to stick that back into the fire. And after many times of putting it in the fire, pulling it out, wiping the impurities off that rise to the surface, the way that he knows that silver is finished is when he can see his reflection in it. And so many times we're like, we know our worth. We know our value, just like silver has value. It has worth. We know our worth and value. Why in the world are we continually being put back in the fire? (laughs) And friend, it's a process to get you to shine. It's a process to get you to see the reflection of Jesus inside of your story. It's a process of removing the impurities, removing the guilt, removing the shame, removing the brokenness, removing the sickness, removing the the anxiety, removing the fear, whatever it is that you're removing every time that fire happens in your life. You're going to know you're ready and you're shining when you see Jesus in that reflection more than you see your problem in that reflection more than you see cancer in that reflection, more than you see, oh goodness, fear in that reflection, more than you see brokenness in that reflection, more than you see whatever it is you're journeying through, that's when you're going to know you're no longer burning. You're now shining, right? And maybe you've been so con- so consumed, I should say, with focusing on the fire that you've missed your miracle in your situation. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you whatever time of the day you're listening to this to see what God is doing despite the thing that is trying to consume you. I have had to set my intentions on that, guys. I've I've done it so many times. I've wrote about it in my book. It's not easy. It's it's not easy. In, in fact, it's incredibly hard. It's incredibly hard. I've had my breakdowns with my husband. I've had my breakdowns with my parents. I've had my breakdowns with my friends. It's not easy to set your intentions, but it's necessary if you want to shine. 
Otherwise, you're going to burn up. It's not a matter if you burn up. It's a matter when. (laughs) It's a matter when. Because friend, your miracle is in the fire. But if you're focused on the fire, you will give power to it. You will absolutely give power to it. I want to read something that I came across this week in, in the word of God. It's something that I've read many times, but never really put much thought to it until this week. And as a matter of fact, I was listening to my audio Bible while I was working out and this scripture came while I was walking the treadmill and my mind just started really thinking about this and the Lord started speaking to me and I hope it encourages you today when it comes to the fire of your life and not missing the miracle that's hidden in the middle of it. This is found in Exodus 3. I'm going to start at chapter, I mean, verse one, and I'm going to go through verse six, but you can read the whole chapter, right? But I'm going to read it and let's dive into what I believe the Lord kind of helped me with concerning this. It says, Moses was shepherding the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. He led the flock to the west end of the wilderness and came to the mountain of God, Horeb. The angel of God appeared to him in flames of fire, blazing out of the middle of the bush. He looked. The bush was blazing away, but it didn't burn up. Moses said, what's going on here? I can't believe this. It's amazing. Why doesn't the bush burn up? God saw that he had stopped to look. God called to him out of the bush. Moses, Moses. He said, yes, I'm right here. And God said, don't come any closer. Remove your sandals from your feet. You're standing on holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Moses hid his face, afraid to look at God. And I'm going to stop right there. It goes into God actually sharing with him his purpose, his moment to shine which was delivering the Israelites out of Egypt, his people, his people that were getting killed when he was a baby. And his mom, to save his life, put him in a, in a basket and floated him down the Nile River. And Pharaoh, who was killing all of these babies, these Hebrew babies, ended up his daughter found Moses in the basket and ended up raising her as his own, as her own, even though she knew he was Hebrew and her dad was killing these, these babies, right? And she raised him as his own, as her own in the palace. And he knew he was Hebrew. He knew his people were being rejected and abused and used and killed And he ended up killing an Egyptian when he saw one of them kill a Hebrew. And he ran away and hid in the wilderness where he met his wife and began working for his father-in-law, shepherding flock. And essentially he hid for decades in the wilderness because he didn't want Pharaoh to find him who had raised him all of his life and kill him um, because he killed one of Pharaoh's people for killing one of his people, right? Like it was a mess. He was a murderer. He was a coward. He he was rejected 
he was constantly in the fire of life, so to speak, right? And even though he saw the hand of God on him in little ways, like saving his life as a baby, giving him the luxury of being raised in royalty, he still felt the fire and then ended up ultimately having to hide. And then God got his attention in the wilderness and told him, it's your time to shine now. I'm sending you back where you ran from. I'm sending you back to that place and you're going to deliver all of your people and you're going to be the miracle, right? But what I want to get to today that's so interesting is it says God was excited about Moses looking away from his flock, the thing that he had his focus on, which means that this wasn't something unusual out in the wilderness. Like literally God said, when he saw that he stopped to look, that's when he started to speak to Moses. That tells me bushes burning in the wilderness wasn't unusual because Moses actually took the time to look and that surprised God that he took the time to look. I imagine it was hot. I imagine it was dry. I imagine bushes burned all the time. If they didn't, then why was God surprised he actually took the time to look at it? But when we read the story, Moses wasn't amused at the fact that the bush was burning, probably because that was something normal out in the wilderness. He was intrigued at the fact that it wasn't burning up. The bush wasn't being consumed. It wasn't burning up despite the fire that he saw. The fire was something he saw before. The miracle wasn't. And that's what I want you to hear today. Friend, you may be used to seeing things burn up in your life. You may be used to seeing things catch fire, so to speak, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, financially, relationally. You may be used to that thing catching fire, which is why you don't really take time to look away from life as you know it and truly look at what's going on. Moses was focused on life as he knew it, shepherding the sheep. That's what he knew. A fire was happening despite his normal life, living his normal life, and he had a choice to keep on doing what he was doing because he's used to things catching fire despite living life anyway, or to focus his attention on the miracle that was hidden within the bush. And I don't know what your bush is. I don't know how normal it's been for you to see things catch a blaze. Maybe it's relationships, finances, health, habits, peace, whatever the case may be that you're used to going about life as usual and finding that that thing always catches on flames one way or another. Um, you've learned to live with it. It's become a normal thing, right? But friend, if you don't take time to look away from life as normal, And even though you're used to that thing catching on fire, if you don't take time to look at it, then you'll miss the miracle within it. It may be on fire, but God is wanting you to see that it doesn't have to burn up. You may be struggling with your health, but you don't have to be consumed with fear, pain, and uncertainty. You may be struggling in your mind, but you don't have to be consumed with anxiety, panic, and questions. You may be struggling in your finances, but you don't have to be consumed with sleepless nights, stress, and uncertainty. The miracle isn't that the fire never came to your life, friend. It's found in your inability to burn up despite the fire that's trying to consume you. The enemy may have set you ablaze, okay? 
but God is allowing others to watch you shine despite it. Literally, you are being refined. You are being set up. You are being given an opportunity to turn your attention towards the thing and see the miracle in the midst of it. It may be a normal thing to you. And you're, you may be used to God not even speaking to you when things are catching on fire. But I want to ask you, have you truly looked within the fire? Or have you just gotten so content with this is what happens, things catch on fire in my life and I don't get it and you just keep going about your day and maybe that's why God's not speaking to you because it wasn't until Moses looked at the bush. It was normal for him, but he took time to look at it and when he looked at it, God was like, wow, he's actually taking time to focus on it this time. Now I'm going to speak to him. And he said, Moses, Moses, maybe God hasn't been speaking to you because you've been so used to fires catching a blaze that you've stopped looking within the problem to really find the refining in it, to allow God to bring those impurities to the top so he can clean them so that eventually you can see his reflection. You can shine through it, right? I found that God doesn't speak oftentimes from places of when things are going great. I found that his voice is a lot more clear to me when things are going wrong. And I don't know why that is, but I want to believe that it's because he wants us to know he's never left us in those moments. And maybe you feel like, well, Alyssa, that's not my case. I feel like I never hear him when things are on fire and his voice is nowhere to be seen. Well, once again, I want to ask you, are you taking time to really look within? Are you taking time to really take a moment and search that fire to hear his voice? Because the miracle is hidden within that moment. God is waiting for you to hear his voice through it. You are being refined. You are being set up. You've been given an opportunity to turn your attention towards this thing, despite how normal it may be that things fall apart and burn up. And in the midst of that, your miracle is there. Your miracle is there. And that's when he's going to speak to you purpose. That's when he's going to give you direction. God literally gave Moses in that moment, a step-by-step plan of what he was going to do and how he was going to do it. And it was in the middle of that fire. Don't despise this thing that you're going through because this could be the very time that God starts to give you a navigation plan, so to speak, towards the thing that he has for you to do. And you've got to be willing to embrace that process. I know that we all want to shine, but you can't shine without burning, just like the sun. And what's interesting is that the sun is seen by everyone in the entire world world, but it burns. It burns so fiercely, so hot, so intense that if you even get a little bit close to it, it's going to completely burn you up, right? But it's seen by everybody. And you may feel like the thing you're going through right now is so intense and so hot that it can't possibly be something God can use But friend, it could be the very thing that allows everyone around you in your world to see Jesus. 
I hope this encouraged you today to look at the fire a little bit differently and listen to the voice of God in the midst of it because I know your miracle is there waiting for you. I love you. I'm going to probably go do morning tea time with all of my friends on social media now, but I will talk to you guys next week, next Thursday, right here on the channel. If you want to be a part of these chats, hit subscribe, leave me a review. I need reviews. Send me a review on how you've enjoyed this, what you think. Connect with me on all of my social media platforms. Check out my show notes. My book is available there. My fashion line, my art line, all of the things. Let's connect and let's end this thing with let's raise a glass to the dirt in our life because it's worth celebrating.